Welcome to Share the Medicine. I'm Etoilevet Flemons, and today we're here talking with Shirley Fessel, author of Redemption for Biblical Battering. Hi, Etoile. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Um, the other part of the title is uh, Your Path to Faith-Based Freedom for Any Woman Who Has Been Told They Must Submit to Abuse as God's Will. Shirley, can you tell us a little bit about Redemption from Biblical Battering? Yes, it's a workbook uh, that the individual woman can use at her own pace and on her own terms. It uh, clarifies seven levels of confusion that women of faith often have and uh, provides five tools to strengthen her emotionally and spiritually and mentally in combating this sinister and subtle manipulation in the name of God. What exactly is biblical battering? Biblical battering is the uh, official term used by Christians for Biblical Equality for using the Bible and faith concepts to reinforce domestic abuse. Fear, shame, and guilt are used for power and control over the abused woman and prevent her from escaping. Uh, it's just recently been uh, recognized even because uh, even though religion is misused around the world, uh, in America, the Bible is the foundation that justifies male control of women. Why did you add uh, your, pa your path to faith-based freedom in the title? Women in the church are concerned about the relationship with God. They want to be pleasing to God. Uh, biblical battering adds another layer of challenge to a woman seeking relief from suffering because of these concerns. She struggles to find relief while wondering if she has permission to do so. What are the advantages of the processes in the book? The processes help her see that this, her torment, is not about religion at all. It is not about her faith at all. The only reason that the Bible and her faith concepts are being used against her is because the abuser sees them as important in a way to control her. So people often misunderstand how to approach her problems. They may ask her to come to more Bible studies or engage in discussions, and that is exactly what is not effective. The abuser is merely using what she holds dear against her. That's some powerful manipulation. Um, how is this book different from other books about this topic? Again, this is a workbook for the individual woman. Uh, there's more information out there now about abuse in the name of God, which I'm very grateful for, but I did not find a workbook that the woman herself could process her own uh, tr uh, turmoil and come to some clarity and strength about what to do. Now, Shirley, is this book about anti-religion? Absolutely not. As I said, that is the common misperception, that somehow uh, getting free from domestic violence uh, impacts a person's faith or relationship with God. On the contrary, it is an absolute lie that it is God's will for any woman to submit to abuse. And so the abuser knows this. What made you write this book? 
this is the process that I developed to get free from my uh, ministerial abuser. I was married to a Baptist minister who had also been ordained in the Disciples of Christ and who eventually became an independent Christian minister. Uh, and so I, at that time, no one was talking about much about domestic violence, much less uh, violence in the church. And so this is the process that I developed uh, to get free. I'm glad to say that since that time, as this becomes a matter of study, more and more professionals are advocating the same techniques and methods that I had to develop. Wow, well, thank you so much for, for sharing your way out. Um, can you tell the listeners uh, some of the key ways the Bible is misused to enforce abuse? If a person reads or understands anything about verbal abuse, the categories such as name-calling, uh, no-win statements, double-binds, all-or-nothing uh, accusations, all these are used with biblical verses or faith ideas. And so it just adds another difficult layer because the woman has her own soul questions in addition. Now, this is not the, the purpose, of course, of the Bible. The Bible is meant to give great comfort and strength, but the abuser sees it as a way to browbeat the woman. Wow, that is so powerful. So glad you're here today with us ex explaining your workbook. Can you tell us about uh, the major faith concepts that women wrestle with? Well, of course, male prerogative is probably the strongest one. The idea that a man, by right of just being a man, uh, should rule over a woman no matter what. And uh, she is instructed to submit uh, to her husband as unto the Lord, which is actually an idolatrous uh, position. So that interferes with her relationship with Christ. Uh, also, the unending sacrifice and suffering are placed upon the woman rather than the man in the relationship. Obedience is her job. The success of the relationship is her job. And if he is displeased or inconvenienced, she is somehow at fault. The fallout of this inequality, this spiritual inequality, where she is a second-class soul, is directly against the idea of redemption in Christ. That's just profound, the, the effects um, of this type of abuse. Let's go deeper into the different parts of the book. I saw the part about uh, seven levels of confusion. Um, I'm sure there's some CPTSD worked in there. Yes, uh, the woman must understand that she is a, it really in a domestic war situation. She is a, a veteran of domestic war. Just because it occurs behind closed doors one at a time does not make it any less severe. Complex post-traumatic stress disorder is a variety of PTSD that occurs when the abuse is prolonged and subtle as in domestic violence. 
so war veterans have a camaraderie and, and people understand when they are subjected to these manipulative uh, techniques, whether as a prisoner of war or in a concentration camp. But a woman isolated in her home is not aware of the severe damage being done to her system, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and mentally. Mm -hmm. And uh, you actually, in the workbook, described the uh, seven levels of confusion. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, yes, the first level is even recognizing that uh, I'm being abused because confusion is one of the tools of the abuser. And so keeping the woman confused keeps her wondering what's going on. I had to actually call a hotline and describe what was going on and ask, does this constitute abuse? Is this abuse? That is how bewildered and degraded and uh, downgraded the woman becomes not trusting her own thoughts and feelings. And of course, when she gets to this point, she is more easily manipulated. Wow. What about the five tools? Uh, beginning with charting, these tools fortify the woman um, internally and in her communication power. And these tools will stay her in good stead after, even if she's not in the marriage anymore. The reason that women go back so often is because they succumb to pressures to return, which can be relentless. But if the woman does the work in this workbook, not only will she not stay as long, but she will be fortified to withstand these pressures to return after she leaves. Just amazing, the, uh, the, the power of this kind of control. Um, so you went through this process yourself, and it saved your life. Can you tell me how it uh, strengthened your faith? Well, of course, uh, strengthening your faith is how you get out because you clarify these concepts and Bible verses that were used against you. So finally, I realized that Christ did not die for me to live like this and that it was not God's will for me to submit to abuse. Uh, I was not, if I had been uh, uh, saved as a believer, I have more gifts of the Spirit and uh, powers and comforts available to me, and that was not what I was experiencing. So basically, this kind of abuse relies on the Bible, and faith verses to continue to allow the man to do whatever he wants without any responsibility and to keep the woman from questioning him. And that is what is so sinister and uh, really evil about the entire process. You know, there's so many people who have uh, never been through abuse. They don't understand, and they usually come with the question like, why does she stay? Why doesn't she leave? Well, actually, the question should be, why does he think it's okay to behave like this? And why is society uh, conditioning her to not leave? There are great pressures on her, both within and outside the church, to stay, to obey, to pray, to love, just bear with it. Uh, God is going to give you your reward in heaven. Many, many platitudes are brought to bear 
uh, I always say that it's odd to me that the very people who say she should leave will not lift a finger to help her do that. And so the, the question really is, how does anybody ever get out uh, and thrive, which women do because women are incredible uh, creations of God? Uh, but I do think that uh, people need to understand that the most dangerous time for a woman is when she tries to leave. The risk of her uh, dying at that point goes up 70%. And so the, the planning in the book that I provide uh, lessens that chance. Wow, that's so, that's so scary. And, uh, you know, I've, I've heard so many people in, in certain situations say, you know, well, this, this is your duty on earth is to, to be loving to this man and that kind of responsibility is placed on the woman. So that is definitely uh, a part of control, either from the, you know, just from social pressures. Well, again, Jesus is the way sure here. I think when there's a question you need to look, always go back to Jesus's example and words. Mm -hmm. It is not loving to allow mm -hmm. another human being to misuse you. Exactly. That is not loving. Exactly. Uh, Jesus said, love yourself and others as yourself. Mm -hmm. So if you are not loving yourself, you cannot be loving to others. Exactly. And certainly allowing yourself to be mistreated mm -hmm. is not helpful to you or the other person. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that's said a lot, but a lot of people don't get it. So uh, you've heard back from some of your readers. What have they been saying? I am very pleased that almost all of my uh Reviews are five stars, even women who are not in the church, because these ideas of the second-class status of women are so prevalent in our society because of our heritage. Um, they say they find areas that resonated with them and can see now how to uh, assert themselves uh, for their own well-being but the women who are in church are the women who have the Christian faith system mm. or belief are really glad finally to see these distinctions made mm -hmm. so that they can clearly articulate the difference in being abused and, and being a good Christian. Mm -hmm. So um, I'd like to hear about the, those who uh, reviewed your book. I was very pleased to get a review from uh, Christian Feminism lately from uh, Dr. Katie Deaver. She said that the workbook is an incredibly important resource for Christian women. And she could see the book being a basis for a wonderful small group book study and that church pastors would benefit from keeping a few copies on hand to provide to parishioners struggling with violent relationships because... Um, Let's face it, this is an uncomfortable and unpopular topic, and many church leaders are not trained in how to approach this, and actually people have avoided the entire topic because they don't. The whole idea of women being abused while being church members is so abhorrent, and people don't want the church being uh, criticized. So people need to know a way to address the problem. Exactly. And I think you'll see better church responses 
to this difficult topic. How wonderful. What about other people um, that are not in Bible-based faith abuse situations? Will it help them? Will it help men in abusive situations? Absolutely. All you have to do is change the pronouns uh, because all abuse uses similar methods, whether it's an individual, an organization, a group. Uh, any abuser is going to use similar techniques. Abuse ranges from mild to severe, uh, but abuse in the name of God is no different. That's just profound how much uh, help this book is going to be to the public. Um, who were your greatest uh, influences when you researched for this book? I was really glad to see uh, more work being done on the misuse of the Bible and faith to enforce abuse. Uh, many years ago, I read uh, a book by Father Leo Booth about religious addiction. I also found out uh, when trying to understand my husband's behavior that uh, religious grandiosity can be part of some mental illnesses. However, lately, this uh, the narcissism personality disorder has been identified, and uh, many of these abusers uh, use are narcissists who like seeking women in church as victims because these women want to please, they want to help, they want to serve, they want to forgive and give second or third or a thousandth chances. Mm. And so these kinds of uh, behaviors or attitudes enable the man to avoid responsibility, which is what he wants to do, and mm -hmm. also uh, allows him to get ego uh, pleasure from controlling a woman. Mm -hmm. What is your hope and goal for this book out in the world? I want this book to be able to show in a clear way this complex, the complex factors that go into creating this problem. It's not an easy thing to unravel. And as I said, I had to study, I actually got advanced degrees in communication and counseling to figure out what was going on and what I could do. Most women are in the throes of trauma are not going to be able to do that. So by explaining the process in an easy to follow, clear way that she can work at her own pace, I hope that it will make it easier for her, as I said, to not stay as long to understand what's going on, and to be fortified in her future relationships to not repeat the same uh, sub submission patterns. Mm -hmm. And where can someone get this book? The book is available on Amazon and Kindle. That makes it nice and convenient. What about security? You know, what if, what if the abuser finds the book or finds her working on it. Well, of course, uh, no woman can get out of this situation alone. She has to have the support of other women. I had many different women help me. I had a woman on hotline talk to me. I had a group of women that prayed with me. I had women who would give me rides or watch my children. Um, there were many women that helped me in and out of the church. If a woman is uh, concerned about the workbook being found, 
Uh, she might be able to have it at a neighbor's or somewhere easily accessible. The workbook itself is not where she does the exercises. She should have her own journal or word processing document that's password protected where she can work the exercises. Nice. Nice. Are you available for presentations or workshops, and how can people find out about your upcoming events? Any event that I'm scheduling will be on the author page uh, at, at Amazon. Uh, I'm constantly uh, giving talks and workshops. I recently addressed a group of 15 ministerial counselors who were very happy to have this resource. Uh, many therapists in the areas are very interested in it because, again, a therapist may not be comfortable if she thinks she's interfering with a woman's faith. But once it's understood that this is really not about her faith at all, it's just about these ideas being used as tools of the abuser, then a therapist can have a way to address uh, this problem. Well, I can't wait to find out about your next events coming up. And uh, thank you so much, Shirley Fessel. It's been an honor um, to have you here and, and a great, so great that you made this workbook for people. I really appreciate you helping our community. Thank you for all your support, HWAL, and I know that sharing the medicine helps many people as well. Thank you so much. Thank you. And this has been episode one of Sharing the Medicine. I'm HWAL Abet Flemons. And our bumper music, Before and After, is from Q, and the name of the song is Feathers. <laughs>